Hello and welcome to this episode of Uncancelled and Unplugged. And uh, today, I'm delighted to have with me Brenda Marshall of the Silasium Group. Um, she's also a professor at a, a college here in Ontario, teaching undergraduate leadership. And I really wanted to uh, to focus one, at least one of these episodes of this podcast, on the issue of grief because it's something that's uh, getting a lot more attention right now. You know, the people are experiencing a lot of loss as a result of the uh, COVID nineteen uh, epidemic. And um, you know, I think that the, that her voice of, of expertise and experience on this would be a, be of real value to to folk. So uh, she doesn't fit the sort of um, uh, profile of a lot of people we're having on here who are sort of professional speakers who are just facing cancelled events, but someone really who's here for two reasons. One is that her work is incredibly relevant at this time, and it's also work that's been changed quite significantly by the uh, by the uh, by the advent of COVID nineteen, and that's what we're going to explore here today. So. Um, as with other sessions, I'm going to open by just asking Brenda, you know, about her work, uh, what what's been her focus around grief, and and how that practice has been has been put together, you know, in, in the sort of decade or so that she's been working in this area, prior to the situation we find us in now. So, welcome, Brenda. Glad to have you on the uh, the show. And uh, if you would sort of share a little bit about yourself, and like I say, talk about your work and and the issue of grief and how you've been addressing it, and and then we'll move into. Uh, a discussion of, of how things are changing and some of the skills that people, leaders and, and people can have in terms of dealing with colleagues and, and, and indeed their own experience of grief. Great. Thanks, John. I think what I would start by saying is um, my work came from a personal place and then I expanded it into uh, part of my own academic interests when I was pursuing my PhD and then weaving the thread into workplaces. So I'm not a counselor, um, but I've seen myself as someone who is helping workplaces guide and support individuals who are dealing with loss. And so I was giving a lot of talks in the past on how workplaces can do that. Someone is grieving, they've been off for a few days or maybe a week, they're coming back. How do you help create a space where they can be productive, where their colleagues um, feel comfortable to interact with them, that they're not afraid? And um, how do you help reestablish productivity within your team? And I, I think one of the, the pieces around that puzzle for, for me was I noticed that people were generally wanted to be supportive and helpful of their colleagues, but they were fearful. You know, what if I say something that makes this worse? Um, and so that would create some challenges with communication. And so the approach was, well, you know, let's do some, it's called psychoeducation, but let's do some education around what is grief. What are the theories that underlie how we've come to know about grief? What does that mean in terms of workplace? And uh, what are some simple practical ways you can help each other? Um, but a key piece of that was, you know, not everybody was grieving. So I could rely on the fact that you know, if someone's coming back who's dealing with loss, everyone around them was not also dealing with loss. So you had this, you know, you had a secure base. And I think what's dramatically different now is everybody is dealing with some kind of loss. Everybody. And I think what I'm noticing is um, people maybe haven't named it loss or they're just starting to now because we've, we've never learned about what loss is. We didn't go to school and take classes on it. We don't know what it is until it happens. 
So I think I think we should sort of just emphasize here that you know I mean I think when people talk about grief they typically uh, talk about the, the the death of a of a loved one or yeah. someone close to them. Um, and that's what we associate with grief and the grieving process with. But where we are right now, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at gr people grieving multiple losses of different kinds. So, you know, the most obvious one right now being loss of a job, a loss of social connection. So the gr grief is something which is experienced in, in, in a number of, uh, of activities and situations, right? Oh, for sure. And I, and that's what makes it so pervasive right now is that there are so, you know, your job, how the world works, your connections, um, you know, personal losses around identity. Who am I in this, this world? Uh, maybe someone is sick. Maybe someone has died. Like they're all intertwined. And it's the fact that they're non-finite, you know, we don't know. Like we just start to cope with, okay, I'll work from home. I can do these, you know, Skype calls or, or whatever we're doing. But then something else happens, you know, another industry is shut down. And so we don't know when this is going to end. And it's, it's ambiguous too, because all of it keeps changing. So um, in some ways, you know, with a, with a death loss, it's a death loss. It, it's happened. Um, and it's about how do I navigate and move through that and find my way to integrate that loss into my life. And right now we have so many losses happening at the same time. That integration piece is very difficult for people. And the fact that we can't, uh, you know, that we're having to, you know, we no longer have a workplace to return to, that oh, we're yeah. all distributed everywhere. It just complicates things even, even more. For sure. I mean, when I when I uh, did my original work where I interviewed people about the experience of what was helpful when they were coming back to work um, after having a, a death loss, for a lot of people, work was the only place they felt normal, a little bit normal. So they could go to work and be distracted from their grief for a period of time. But yeah. now, you know, work is not normal. So if you also have lost your job and you're grieving, wow, you know, that's, there isn't a place of distraction. And if you are, have lost someone and you are now at work, your work is so different. There isn't that same connection. And I, and I know that counselors and therapists are finding that, you know, they're doing their best in these virtual worlds, but people miss that connection of sitting across from someone and, and talking and, you know, feeling a, a of that feeling of connection that comes when you're together. So mm. that piece is missing. Yeah, one of the things that's come up in, a, in, in other conversations I've had is that, that as a result of, of, of more people working remotely, but in some way we're getting to find out more about people than if we, if we, uh, if we were in going to a workplace and gathering in a workplace. So we see where they work, you know, we hear their kids, you know, yelling in the background or, or, or interrupting the calls. And, and so there's sort of this sort of blurring between their, their outside work lives and their work lives that people are experiencing more, which, which creates a sort of a greater sense of intimacy and, and, and transparency and, and, and so on. But it, it seems to me to, to, to very much like complicate the role of leaders. And, and, and I want to maybe talk about leaders' roles right now, and, and particularly with, with employees grieving and with themselves grieving and with this sort of obligation I think a lot of leaders feel to, to put a, a positive spin on things and, or a level of certainty that they're not able to provide. I mean, can you maybe give some advice to leaders who, who've got people on their team who are 
um, you know, facing losses of, of one kind or another, while still dealing with their while themselves having maybe uh, maybe suffered something similar. I think this is the time where leadership is so critical, and it's also extremely difficult. Um, we have some good role models, though, right now. I think you know when I listen to our prime minister speak, I listen to our premier speak. They're demonstrating something that I believe will be helpful for all leaders to think about is, is they're calm, um, they're factual, but you still feel like they're connecting with us. And it's this notion that they are um, connecting with us, but they're not carrying all of the losses that they're feeling. So, you know, if our premier were to start dissecting all the individual stories that he's probably hearing, he would just fall into the pit with everyone else. And that would create this shaky ground for all of us. So I think about leaders in the workplace now finding a way to still connect with people um, to demonstrate the empathy. And some of the work you do around leadership from the heart, I think, comes into play here. But also finding a way to contain themselves so that they're not falling into the pit with everyone. The person needs um, someone who who has some strength around this and um, is able to to care without being completely enmeshed in it. And I think this is a new skill and we're learning as we go. I look at psychologists and therapists. They're really well trained in this. They hear multiple difficult stories in a day. They don't fall into the abyss with with everybody they meet, but they're able to convey a sense of caring and connection that is helpful to people. And I think this is this will be the new emerging skill uh, that we're we're going to need to focus on and how can we develop it. And um, I think it's going to be really important as as we move forward. Yeah, I think that that bears repeating that that notion of connecting and caring, but not carrying. Yes. Because like you say, with 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 everyone um, experiencing grief of one kind or another, there's a there's a lot of weight to, to bear there. Yes. Um, and you're saying you, you you sort of look to the sort of psychological profession as being somewhere that that has navigated that particular thing rather rather well, as well as you know some of the sort of more notable leaders right now. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. And um, and there is also what we know, and you can look at literature around what happens in massive disasters like tsunamis and floods, where huge areas are devastated, uh, there will be people who experience complicated grief. So, you know, we know that for for most humans, you know, we're very resilient. We find our way through. Um, but then there are a small percentage of people who will get stuck and it becomes more of a mental health issue. But we know that when there are wide scale disasters and such that 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 percentage of people who fall into that category gets gets larger. Um, And and so there is going to be a tremendous need for mental health professionals to to be available. Um, So that's in place. And there's also this, you know, traumatic loss, which is different as well um, and requires a different way of unwinding. And we're not going to expect leaders to have to sort all of this out. I I mean, they can't. But, right. I mean, I th- I th- yeah, ha- yeah. Yeah. Having said that, that I mean, we're not we're not advocating that, that by any stretch of the leaders become therapists. No. 
but they do need i think you mentioned that you know some people you know will 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 um uh, you know, manage through grief, as it were, and 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 cope with that. I mean, grief is. A, I think we should emphasise. You know, grief is a natural process. It's yes. not. It's not a sign of a, a mental uh, uh, a illness of any kind. It is a natural process that we experience as a result of loss. But for some people, that will take a, t a downward turn and 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 push them into you know depression uh, or, or whatever. So leaders need to be be sort of. Uh, mindful of that and aware of, of what some of the sort of signs of that are so that they can you know sort of raise some some red flags and I'm thinking about the you know a lot of the work that's been done in mental health first aid and, yes. and, and the like in organizations yes. that that should presumably right now be be paying off in spades right yeah yeah for sure and and um, I, I think the other thing is you know our leaders will need support to be leaders and yes. and um, you know, I uh, some of the work I did in the past was around actually working with leaders who were grieving significant personal losses, you know, a loss of a child, a loss of a spouse, and they still wanted to be a leader. You know, they maybe had 3,000 people reporting to them, and so their challenge was, how do I still embrace that? That's part of who I am. I want to do that, um, but then there's these uncomfortable interactions that are happening all around me and how do I manage that and negotiate that. So I, I think that that piece, our, our leaders will, will still want to be leaders and how they navigate their own personal losses will become important, whether they can get personal supports for that. And also having someone for them to talk to as they navigate this space of, you know, connecting but not falling into all the difficult stories that they're going to hear from their teams because uh, their teams will need you know this this calm i've got you feeling you know yeah. um so i i think you know you you could see that that there will be lots of places where different kinds of support will be needed so if we sort of shift the focus a little bit away from the leaders to the to colleagues, because you know I think I think uh, you know even in that scenario you described at the beginning, if someone has a has experiences a loss, you know they get their you know five days mandated leave as a result, or three days, or whatever that whatever that is, yeah. and that's another an issue for another another, another maybe get discussed that in a, in a, in a moment. Um, that. Um, you know, the focus is on that one grieving person who's had that one specific loss. Now we're in a situation where everyone, or, or larger people, people losses. One thing is, you know, how how do we as how do we support our team members in it through that? You know, what kind what kind of things can we maybe do? Um, and also, I think that that notion of what well, I mean, I, I I'll, I'll coin the phrase sort of competitive grief, as it were. That oh. you know, I feel very bad because you know, I, as a result of. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm grieving. You know, um, I've had an event cancelled. You know, I'm grieving an opportunity to uh, to go and speak to a crowd that I was really looking forward to. You know, that's a that's a lost situation. There's a bit of grief. You know, I I contact you know someone on my team to kind of you know moan about that, and it turns out you know their 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 sibling is in is in, is in isolation because they've been diagnosed with with COVID nineteen. Right. So now I've got to provide. I feel an obligation to provide them with 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 support, but I'm still feeling really you know quite deeply about the particular thing that 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 pales in comparison to what they're experiencing but nevertheless it still means a lot to me so there's two questions there really how do we support our colleagues and, and how do we navigate the thing when we've got grief that we're holding and and sort of the hierarchy almost and that sort of seems like somehow a bit weird any no, thoughts well so there is a, 
we, you know, you, you do sometimes hear about grief groups where a hierarchy, there's a grief hierarchy around, you know, my grief is more difficult than yours. Um, so perhaps that will be there. Uh, again, though, I think part of this will be education around what is grief, uh, what is loss, what are all the different losses that people are experiencing? Okay, so now what are we going to do about it? Um, there's a part of me that feels like I need to go out and start asking people what's working for them to help distill some of these messages about what is most helpful. That was the starting point when I first started working around grief in the workplace. It was going out and interviewing people and asking what had been helpful. And that helped illuminate this in a way that then I could talk about it. Right now, with so many people grieving so many losses, I think we're all still scrambling how to do this. How do I, well, first of all, how do I recover from, you know, I'm so upset that I lost this speaking event. And then you say to me, oh, well, my brother's on a respirator with COVID, you know, um, and, and then there's that moment of, oh my gosh, right? And so it's, I'm, I'm so sorry, I, you know, and then you just try to recover as humans. So I, I think we're going to need to figure this out. I, I don't have the answer right now how we do that. You know, I don't, I don't recall a situation ever where everybody is impacted to the extent that, that we are right now. Um, so I, I think that's going to come from learning. And sorry, John, I forgot what the other question was. <laughs> well, I, I think the other question was merely how can we support colleagues who are, yeah. who are who are going through a grieving grieving process? I mean, what's you know, I mean, what's the etiquette around it? I mean, I know, I know you have lots of you know, you had lots of really good uh, some some really great cartoons on your site, and also some sort of tips around how to behave. But you know, what do you what do you say to someone you know when they log into their Zoom call and you know they've they've had a lot? I mean, th th those are difficult things, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so I think the acknowledge is is really important. Um, whether you say I'm sorry or you go beyond that, that, that's, you know, whenever I've talked to people who are grieving who have come back to work, they find it very difficult. Not everybody. So there's no perfect story that fits every situation. But, you know, if someone doesn't say anything, it's, it's like this awkward moment. So acknowledging. Um, and then a colleague of mine, Leslie Perrott, taught me a saying, uh, listen without trying to solve, you know, and, um, you know, she experienced a devastating loss that um, people in Toronto may be familiar with her name. Um, and she said, you know, that was the really the best thing people could do for her was listen without trying to solve because you can't fix it. And so I think that's good advice for all of us. When you get into the, and this was somewhat around the article I recently posted, you know, well, at least, you know, as Brene Brown's uh, has a beautiful cartoon on empathy. Well, at least this hasn't happened. That doesn't help, you know, that doesn't help. So um, staying away from trying to direct or, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? It's just listening without trying to solve. And then we'll have this other piece that I, I think we're just going to have to learn of caring, you know, connecting, but not carrying, like not 
getting consumed with it ourselves. And so that same advice for leaders, I think, is going to come down for all of us as colleagues. How are we going to do this? And, and we're going to have to figure it out. And I, I think one of, one of the other things that, that, that's sort of unique about this moment, and, and we talked about it a bit before before uh, before starting the show, um, is, uh, you know, and, and there are certain sort of events where we would typically, which we would typically mark by, by a gathering of people, um, and which is one of the things that we've all lost as a result of this. And obviously, you know, someone dying is, is an example. And, you know, my daughter has had a, a good, her best friend's grandmother died so you know not someone that was um was close directly close to my daughter at all you know my daughter's about 30 just to give some some context um so but but she was saying you know, she was uh, and, and in fact this this friend had lost a grandmother just a few weeks earlier and we'd, we'd, we'd take them to the funeral um you know that she she felt you know at that, that point in time she wanted to see her friend she wanted to hug her friend to comfort her friend to sort of sort of actively, you know, go through those rituals, as it were, that we have as a society sort of sanctioned around the loss of a uh, through through death of a, of a family member, and she's not able to do that. So that that sort of grief is in suspension for, and it's not like, well, we know that in three weeks we can we can organise that. I mean, that's presumably not an uncommon experience. And what do you, yeah. would you advice would you offer there? Yeah. So there is a concept in in grief literature called disenfranchised grief. And that is when, as a griever, you're unable to um, go through the rituals that are traditionally associated with, with grieving a loss, or you're excluded from it somehow, or society doesn't value your loss to the same degree as others. And so now we have a wide range of people who are feeling disenfranchised because for this very reason, they're not able to um, to be there in the way that they used to be, um, or for the griever that, that they're not getting the same support that they would have gotten, you know, pre COVID. But one of the things that uh, a colleague of mine was saying is, um, you know, for funerals are still going on, um, and they're making them smaller, maybe. Um, but there are things that are happening that, they're doing to try to help with that. And so, you know, live streaming it for sure, um, encouraging people maybe to get in their cars and be there, but at a distance, maybe in, in the cemetery, for example, um, that they are actually, you know, they're recording events for people to view after the fact and then setting up forums where people can still comment. So it's not the same, of course, but, you know, here we have industries trying to respond because they understand that this is a piece that is important for people. So I, I think this concept of being separated from all the comforts that you could use to help you with your loss is starting to emerge. And we also see that with this workplace, right? So workplace yeah. for a lot of people would be a place of comfort. It's somewhere that is just you know, that I can go that's different. So, yes. um, yeah. you know, we're, we're seeing it there too. Yeah, no, I know when I experienced the loss a couple of years ago, I, I shortly after went in and, and chaired a conference and that was immensely um, um, helpful to me because it gave me a structure and a thing to do and something to focus on and also connected me with 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 people in a way that wasn't happening in, in that thing. So that was, that was actually, a, you know, quite an important, 
part of my my process. So I, I can certainly see that. Um, so to conclude, I mean, what, I mean, when this is over, which which what obviously one hopes is is very 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 uh, very very soon. Um, although you know, who knows? Um, how do you think? You know, do you think that that will be will be this process will have made us better, hopefully, at, at, at supporting one another and understanding what we're going through because it's more of a shared experience and that we'll we'll get to a uh, maybe a state where where grief is a more um, more openly and, and transparently discussed thing. Is that what you see happening or? So my, my hopeful thoughts are that, um, you know, there will be a shared understanding of loss that we've never had before. And um, I, I hope that that makes us more caring and supportive of others. I think um, grief as a concept is not something that children were ever learn about, really, you know, at school or through education. And I know from my work previously around grief in the workplace, people would say to me, no one's ever talked to me about this. You know, I, I think we're now going to talk about it. You know, that policy that's been in place three to five days, I think that's going to be re-looked at, you know, and it, it's not going to be just for death loss. It, it, we're going to, I think, expand that. And um, all this, you know, we're, we're going to hopefully shift to a place of, of knowing. Now, I, I say that saying, is that a good thing? Well, of course, all of us would rather this not happen. I mean, you know, that's the danger of trying yes. to say, well, here's what's going to come out of it. It's the very thing that I, I talked about in my article. I, it's, it's not, I think it's too early to, to be saying, well, this is, this part will be better. So these are just things that I, I hope happen, you know, um, but recognizing we're, we're also just going to have to acknowledge what's been lost. You know, we have to. Yeah. Okay, well, with that, I think we'll, we'll close. And, and thank you so much, Brenda, for joining me today. And, and um, um, you know, we, I think we've, we've served some really important issues here. There's some really good good tips around around um, around how people can respond, both leaders and colleagues. But I also got the sense that, you know, we've, we've barely scratched the surface of this issue here in, in 25 minutes and, and, and what more could, could, could we expect? So it's something, something we're going we're gonna to revisit um uh, and uh, and and focus on a number of times i think as, as things go on and, and as this process un unravels we'll all gain a greater understanding of, of how grief is playing out and you know thank you so much brenda for all your all your work you've done on this area over, over the years and the help that you've provided to so many people and uh, i look forward to having you back and uh, and continuing this conversation and uh, maybe bringing in some other some other experts with, with with different somewhat different perspectives and different backgrounds and and really trying to have a very rich and you know, we've had a great conversation here today but but a rich and, and deeper exploration of, of some of the issues that evolved around grief so yeah. this is such an important issue right now I, i'm so appreciative of your time and and willing to share this so thank you very much and and you are now officially uncancelled so thank you so much John. Uh, take care and we'll be talking soon thank you take care